Tidings. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Good Tidings radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio out of soggy and cold Ava, Illinois. I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton and Bible teacher, and I'm grateful that you've tuned in this morning. Thank you for listening, however you may be listening. If it's over the FM side at 103.9 FM, or if it's over the internet side at wxanradio.com, and then you click on Listen Live. When the page pulls up, we're grateful that you're here. We're praying for you, praying for your family, and uh, thank you so much for your feedback, your prayers, and your encouragement. We're so honored to be part of this ministry at WXAN Radio in sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ with a lost world, and then encouraging. Our intention is to encourage the Christian and strengthen the Christian in the inner man through the Word of God by the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So we're praying that you're doing well and that this new year has you growing in Jesus Christ, focused upon Jesus Christ, and serving Jesus Christ. And if you're not doing those three things, stop and ask yourself why, then begin to do that. Find yourself inside of God's house on Sunday mornings, uh, reading your Bible daily, praying continuously, and looking for opportunities to serve Christ by asking the Holy Spirit to show you where you can serve someone this day. This is January the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2024, and uh The month of January's decided to get cold on us, but it is that time of year. So we're grateful for the day the Lord has given us and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. Take your Bibles, open them up to Colossians chapter number one, the New Testament book of Colossians chapter number one and verse number 18 will constitute our text and our message today. Here we are still in the first month of 2024. It's an exciting time to be saved, to be serving Christ, and to be looking for his soon glorious return via the rapture and then the revelation. So I pray that you're growing in your faith and walking close to Christ and letting God just grow you and mature you in the things of Jesus. And as the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 29, that we're being conformed into his image. And our ambition and our goal, one of them in 2024, should be to be more like Jesus Christ. And that's what God wants for each and every one of us. So he'll use trials, he'll use tribulations, he'll use triumphs, he'll use our own sins to stop us, to teach us, to revive us. And my prayer is that you desire revival in your heart, revival in your church, revival for your minister and your congregation, revival for your country, and that we'll all be renewed and focused, revived, and get back to a renewed obedience to Jesus Christ and getting the gospel of Jesus Christ, fulfilling the Great Commission, and uh, ministering to people in the name of Jesus. So Colossians chapter number one, you are tuned into the Good Tidings radio broadcast, and we're glad you're here today. Look at verse number 18. And he, speaking of Christ, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead. Now here's my message, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Let me repeat that, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Now, when you look at the scripture and you do a study of the word of God, you're going to find 
that Jesus Christ is the first if you do a detailed study. I want to share some thoughts with you today and go a little deeper into a study we began a while back. But in Luke chapter number four and verse number 20, the Bible says, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. When people come to your church, are they fastened upon Jesus? Or are they fastened upon you or someone else in the congregation or the music or something else? Listen to Matthew chapter six and verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, in the fourth chapter of Luke, verse number 20, we find that our Lord went into the synagogue, into his own hometown, and the Bible was very made a very striking statement about him when it said in verse 20, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Listen to Matthew chapter number 17 and verse number 8. This is where we find the account, the story of the, of the transfiguration. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man, save Jesus only. Wow, that's a tremendous text. They looked up and they saw no one but Jesus only. Now in Acts chapter number 8 and verse number 35, we find a wonderful account, a wonderful story of the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip who led him to faith in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, then Philip began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Folks, these are wonderful texts. They're fantastic. I like what was said about the Grecian people when they came looking one time for Jesus Christ. Here's what the Grecians said in John chapter 12 and verse 21. They simply said this, sirs, we would see Jesus. Now, I found a very interesting uh, study recently. I shared some of it with you a while back, but I want to share a little more today that I had never noticed before. It's fantastic. I'm very excited about it. And God really was teaching me, is teaching me something through it. And I'm grateful for it. And that is very simply, as you do a book by book study in the New Testament, it's interesting to find out that out of the 27 books of the New Testament, 23 of them in the New Testament, in the first verse, mention Jesus Christ first. In the very first verse of 23 books of the New Testament. Now, you know I use the King James Version, so if you use a different version, it may be somewhat different. But in 23 books of the New Testament, in the first verse, you find it talking exclusively about Jesus Christ first and foremost. Now, the only four books that you don't find that in are found in Luke Hebrews, 2 John, and 3 John. So it's amazing, folks. We're always looking for, as Christians who are growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, a point of contact in our studies, in our Wednesday night Bible preaching and teaching, in our sermons, in our Sunday school classes. You're always looking for a teacher study guide. I'll teach you to look for a point of contact so you can con connect with the students. Well, folks, I'm finding in the scripture the greatest thing we need to connect with is what? Jesus Christ because he's the one that redeemed us by his blood. You know, it's an amazing, amazing, wonderful story. We can never get over the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, the gospel, because it is God's grace. It is God's word. It is God's design and desire to redeem mankind because of the fall of Adam in the Garden of Eden. We all need Jesus as Savior because we're all sinners. 
We were born with a sinful nature that we inherited from Adam when he sinned in the Garden of Eden. And since he's the father of the human race, it was passed down to us. We're born with a sinful nature. And that's why Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, you must be born again because you have to have a spiritual birth through faith in Jesus Christ and him alone to be born again, to be brought to life spiritually. That's why baptism, church membership, philanthropy, charity, or involvement in charitable and uh, and benevolent organizations are good, but they won't stand before the test of God when it comes to salvation. You must have faith in Jesus. Acts 16.31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. The word believe in the Gospel of John is found over 90 times. And every time, folks, it means to trust in or to depend upon Jesus and him alone as your personal Savior. So make sure that you've trusted Christ by faith as your personal Savior. And if you haven't done that, recognize you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We owe a penalty to God. We owe a sin debt. Our sin debt has to be paid for in order for us to be saved. And God so loved us that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, into the world so that he could die on the cross vicariously, which means he died as a substitute, taking our place, paying for our sin debt. Jesus, who was not a sinner, died on the cross, became sin for us. He was our substitute, our sin bearer. God took every sin you've ever committed or will commit for all of your life. He did that for every human being, past, present, and future. And he punished Jesus in your place to pay the debt you owe. And now, as a sinner, your hope of salvation is only in Christ. He's paid your debt. Now, if you'll trust him by faith, in other words, put your faith in him to be your personal savior, God will save you and bring you to life spiritually, birth you in the second birth where you can relate to God and forgive you of your sins, give you everlasting and eternal life in heaven. If you haven't trusted Christ as Savior, I invite you now to join me in a simple prayer of faith to trust Christ. It's not a prayer that saves you. It's your faith, putting your faith in Christ that saves you. And God, by grace, saves you through faith in his son, Jesus. So would you like to trust Christ as Savior and be born again and know for sure you're going to heaven? Follow me in this simple prayer right now from the sincerity of your heart. Recognize you're a sinner and follow me in this prayer and talk to God and him alone. Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior and to take me to heaven when I die. Amen. Now, folks, if you've done that, the Bible talks about you've been born again. And I do have some free Christian literature I'd be glad to send to you via uh, the mail. It's free of charge. If you'll email me at drdave13 at gmail.com. That's drdave13 at gmail.com. Let me know you've trusted Christ as Savior. I'll be glad to correspond with you and get that information to you in the mail. Steps in a new direction so you can begin to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ. So let's look at this again. As we look at the 23 books of the New Testament, we find out that of the 27, 23 of them, Jesus is mentioned in the first verse. This is an amazing study, folks. That's why it's important. Here we are at the beginning of 2024 that we need to begin to give Jesus the preeminence in our life. That means the first position. 
That means the superior position in our life in 2024. And as we do, we'll grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is what God wants, because it's all about him being conformed into his image. Now, if you jump around a little bit, let me share some of these verses with you, okay? This is more of a study. I am your 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 radio pastor and your Bible teacher, so let's look at some study here. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1, we find this, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. Well, in Mark chapter 1 and verse 1, we find the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1 and verse 1, we find in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 1, we find all that Jesus both began to do and to teach. In Romans chapter 1 and verse number 1, we find this verse, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse 1, we find Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. In Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1, we find these words, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither of man, but by Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1, the first verse teaches us this, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1, we find this, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 1, we find this, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 1, we read this, Paul and Silvanus said Timotheus, grace be unto you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's keep going. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible teaches us this. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1, we find this first verse. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1, we find Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. In Titus chapter 1 and verse 1, we find this, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ. In Philemon chapter 1, we read this, Paul, and a prisoner of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 1 and 2, we find this verse, these verses rather, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the prophets, by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. In the book of James, the Bible says, James, a servant of God, and the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1, we find these words, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1, we find this, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 1, the scripture says this, That which is from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. That's Jesus. 
One of his titles in John chapter 1 is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's Jesus Christ. Now listen to what the Scripture says. Jude 1 says, We find Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. And in Revelation, we find Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1, these words, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I've gone through every New Testament book, but for three or four of them, Hebrews, Luke, 2 John, and 3 John, and we find out that 23 out of 27 times in the New Testament, in the very first verse, Jesus Christ is mentioned. Now, the lesson for us is this. What is this? Here it is. Folks, we need to understand something. Jesus Christ is the need for us in this new year. He should be the preeminent in our life, in our heart. Jesus Christ is the first in the scripture. He should be first in our lives. Now, let's start making some practical applications. Look, let's look into this now. We've seen that Jesus Christ is to have the preeminence. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18. And the question for us today is this, is Jesus preeminent in your life or are your parents or loved ones or an animal or a job or a sports team? Nothing wrong with those things, but those things have to be in their correct position in order to be blessed of God. Because as a believer in Jesus Christ, a born-again child of God, Christ is to have the preeminence in our life. He allows us to have these things to make our life even more abundant. But the truth is, He must be first in our life. And is He first in your life? As we've looked down through the Scripture, in 2024, will you make Jesus first in your life? You've trusted Him by faith to be your Savior. Now will you follow Him? Will you learn of his word in the scripture? If you want a book to begin reading, if you're a new Christian and you say, Pastor David, where can I begin reading to grow as a Christian? That's a very good question. And we all should ask that. And even those of us who've been saved for longer should still go back and and renew our focus on go to the New Testament book of John. Just begin reading the book of John and it will feed your spirit through the Holy Spirit, through the word of God. And it will focus you upon Jesus Christ. Read the book of John. If you're a new believer or a growing Christian, read the book of John. Read a chapter out of it every day. And watch what God will do in your life. When you get through the book of John, you'll be different if you allow the Spirit to speak to you through the Word of God. Now, think with me for a minute. Jesus Christ is the need for everything that's going on in our church. Jesus is the need for everything that's going on in our marriages. Jesus is the need for everything that's going on in our families. Jesus is the need. He should be the preeminent one in our ministries. Our ministry should be about Jesus Christ and Him alone. We should be preaching, teaching, exalting, magnifying, singing, and worshiping Jesus Christ. Now, I want to make this application to you this morning. God wants, very simple, for Jesus to be the preeminent person in your life. Is he that for you? I'm going to ask you that question in redundancy in this message because God is trying to put his finger on that for us today. That's what the need is today in America. The need in America today, 
We need about a generation of spirit-filled preachers who will preach the Word of God just the way it is, unashamedly, unabashedly, in preaching the truth in love and lay the Scripture out simply for everyone to understand so that God can work in their heart. America's sinful problems, our sinful problems in our churches— for revival, our problems in our marriages, our problems in our businesses, every problem we have can be fixed, corrected, and changed, revived, and rectified through putting Jesus back in first place. Every husband can be a good husband as a believer if he'll follow the principles of putting Jesus first in his life and being the husband to his wife that God wants him to be. Every wife can be the wife, the Christian wife that God wants her to be to her husband if she'll put Jesus back in the preeminent spot of her heart and her life. Folks, it's all about Jesus Christ. The need we have today in America, folks, regardless of what it may be, these needs have been around forever. Some people think it's worse now than ever. I don't believe that because God is still on the throne. The need we have in America is not for anything but Jesus Christ. He's the answer to America's sin problem. He's the answer to America's political problem. He's the answer to America's drug problem. He's the answer to America's economic problems. Many people look to the White House, and certainly there is a position there, and there's an impact there by all means. But the truth of the matter is for the Christian, we need to go back to 2 Chronicles chapter number 7 and verse number 14. Listen to it, saints. It's God's Word. Remember, when we open the Bible, we're opening the mind of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Listen to Second Chronicles 7 and verse 14. Here's the solution to America. It's Jesus first. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. That's the need in America. That's the need in London, England. That's the need in Europe. That's the need in Russia and in China. That's the need all across the world. Jesus Christ, his gospel, his redeeming blood is the answer. And the principles of the Bible is the answer for the need for every one of us today, every Christian, every church, every country, every continent, Jesus Christ. So this is 2024. Our text verse, Colossians 1 and verse 18 says, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he, Jesus, might have the preeminence, the superior position, the first spot. When you come together to worship, you are there to worship Jesus Christ. Our Songs should be about Jesus Christ, not a gospel group, but about Jesus Christ. When someone gets up to sing a a message or, or preach a message, a minister gets up to preach, or someone gets up to sing a special or a group gets up to sing, it should be about Jesus, not them. It should be about Jesus Christ. We need to get back to putting Jesus first in our church, exalting him, worshiping him, 
telling everybody around us about him, fulfilling the Great Commission and sharing it with those in our families, in our communities. Him, it's about him. Supporting missionaries who will tell the world about him. We're not telling them about our denomination. We're telling them about Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the solution. He's the need that we have today. In 2024, is Jesus the preeminent one in your heart? You've trusted him by faith. You've been redeemed by his blood. You've been gifted by him to serve him in this life. Are you serving him? Are you telling others about him? Are you handing out a gospel tract? Are you inviting someone to church? Are you magnifying Jesus Christ? The Grecian people said, sirs, we would see Jesus. And that should be one of our main intentions and directions and encouragements for this year is that we will grow in our faith in Jesus and we will become more like Jesus because we allow God to use the scripture by the spirit who lives in us to help us to be doers of the word of God and not hearers only and putting it into practice in our life. Revival comes when we confess our sins and begin to put Jesus back in first place in our heart and life, in our marriage, in our church, in our community, in our country, and begin to witness to others about Jesus Christ. He's the one that can save everyone and who died for all. Folks, it's all about him. Let's be more like Jesus. Let's put Jesus first in 2024. The preeminence of Jesus Christ is what we've talked about this morning. And we pray that God has blessed you. Share this message with others. If you will write to WXAN Radio, just go on WXANradio.com. Get on the webpage. Send in a note there on the contact uh, dropdown. We'll be glad to share this link with you. If we could be a blessing to you, let us know. Get a hold of us. I'm preaching in a variety of churches at this time. We're grateful for all of them and trying to encourage them. Ask God to revive them and bless them. You pray for me as I'm praying for you, and let's continue to look toward Jesus. He's coming again. And remember, 2024 is about Jesus Christ and no one else. It's all about Christ, and he should be first. Just like he is in the scriptures we've looked at, 23 books of the first 27 of the New Testament, he's found in the first verse. Is he first in your life? Does he have the preeminent spot? We pray that he does. May God bless you. Continue to look up. Everything is okay. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your children, your grandchildren. Pray for revival in your church. Pray for the churches. So many churches looking for pastors now. Pray. And I would continue to tell every pastor search committee to seek God, to fast and pray, to seek God's will over the person, the man of God that he has for you. And let's exalt Jesus. Let's tell the world about Jesus. Let's do the ministries of Jesus Christ. And let's glorify him in 2024. Because as Colossians 1.18 said, that in all things, he might have the preeminence. You've been listening to the Good Tidings radio broadcast, and I am your radio pastor and Bible teacher, Dr. David Pinkerton. God bless you all. We're praying for you. Hey, keep looking up. Everything is well. God is still in control. All right? 
We will look forward to talking to you soon. Let's lift up Jesus this week. 